Hey, what's happening? Welcome to Podgift. This is episode Uh Ninety-six. Ninety-six. It might be ninety-five. I don't know. I don't even know. We're not gonna. Hey, we're gonna let it name itself. We're gonna be uh, neoliberal parents who have a baby and go. We're gonna call it X. We're gonna put a big X on the birth certificate, <laughs> and when it's old enough, it'll name itself. That's what we're doing with this episode. This episode will, will find its way onto airwaves, and and it'll you know. It'll just find its way, like the little, like, fucking, um, never, no, not never-ending story, Land Before Time. Like, Littlefoot in Land Before Time, this episode will finally find its way, very much like Littlefoot did, I think, I assume. There were 13 of those movies. I think he made it eventually. He must have made it eventually. Can you imagine 13 movies of Littlefoot? He wasn't that iconic. I mean, I rem- I kind of remember him. Brontosaurus are my favorite dinosaur. I was going to say animal. <laughs> Brontosaurus are my favorite animal. I like petting them. You see them out on the street, somebody walking their Brontosaurus. It's so cute. Um, what's up? How are you guys? How are you? I'll give you a second to respond. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. That's interesting. Well, my life is more interesting than yours. (laughs) What a mean thing to say. Can you imagine being in conversation with somebody and you ask them how they're doing and then you just stare blankly at them while they talk? Just (laughs) they can see that you're not listening. And then you go, "Okay, my life is more interesting than yours. Do that. I dare you. Moosey, you'll try it. Oh, I totally will. Okay, you gotta I do it try all the time. it. <laughs> you gotta try it, and you gotta tell me how it goes. Right. My life is more interesting than yours. <laughs> and then just walk away. <laughs> Start a conversation with someone. Say my life is more interesting than yours, and then ditch, blow that joint, <laughs> put on a pair of sunglasses, and be like, "Fuck you, I'm out." Um, what was I? Okay, so oh, I want to get something right out of the gate. I've got a half a bone to pick with you. Okay. Okay. So, so you encouraged me to get a blue check on okay. Twitter. Yes. Okay. Okay. And I just I took you at your word. <laughs> I was like, okay, these seem like good reasons. Right. Because what it puts you at the top of the comments, it pushes your account. Well, it, yeah, it puts you in a better place in the algorithm. Okay. Yeah, it gives it's, you an advantage. Yeah. Right. And I, and I like that. I right. do. That was simple enough for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's do this. But now, first of all, I, I ain't growing fucking shit. Well, yeah. My crops are barren. I'm posting thirst trap. You got me posting <laughs> thirst traps. <laughs> and it's not working. Twitter content is hard because yeah. a lot of it's written. And so I'm trying to get good at like uh, copywriting. So we're, we're going to be focusing on that in the future. But... For now, it's like just posting the clips and having that exposure. I mean, it's yep. another couple thousand views. But like videos don't do well on Twitter. They'd get like a couple hundred to, yeah. you know, 2,000. Uh, well, this is the thing. So it's not so much that I'm hoping it pays off because, look, I your, your reasoning was so good that I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to – it's cheaper to buy a year 
So I'll just slap down a bigger <laughs> chunk of money for a whole year. And now blue checks are the laughing stock of fucking TikTok or of Twitter. I'm being mocked. I'm being called a Nazi a couple times, which, you know, if you get called a Nazi and you're not one, then you're like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Your opinion means nothing to me. But like, I'm, but I'm still being associated <laughs> With Nazis, and I don't like it. I don't like... Does anybody seriously think you're a Nazi? I don't know. It's Twitter. Some people probably do. Do you want those people as fans? No, I think they're stupid. But I want them to be a number in my follower count. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind if stupid people make my number higher. I don't mind that. All right, fair point. But... It's just, it's hard <laughs> to go on Twitter with every comment I make. Someone's like, get a load of this fucking asshole. And everyone points and laughs at me for the wrong reasons. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, so even celebrities need to pay for it now. Like LeBron yeah. James needs to pay for it. And so did he? Or did I'm pretty I sure he does. Well, there's like a couple celebrities that Elon just gave it to as promotion. But most celebrities have to pay for it. Like, I, I know a lot of musicians got it taken away. and. Uh-huh. So a lot of them started paying for it, so yeah. I and you know, it's like it, it depends if you want to be the rebel who's like, oh fuck it, you know. But I mean, come on, what's? I feel like I've been swindled, not by you, <laughs> but by Elon and by Twitter. And I just, you know, I also there's a part of me that doesn't feel good giving him my money. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't like it. I don't know. You're not giving him the money. It's it's funneling its way to him, isn't it? Not really. I mean, okay, well, it depends. He owns the company. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you're taking a lot of – a huge salary. I mean, if you look at the company's total worth and how much he's taking, it's probably a small percentage. It's probably like Yeah, but it's still 2%. going to him, you okay, know? Well, you, Even if it's one you cent. You gave Elon a couple cents. Yeah. <laughs> but I doubt, he's, I doubt he's taking any of the money from Twitter because Twitter isn't profitable. No. Is yeah, it Twitter is Twitter is going down. Yeah. But I think that's a lot of the fact that, okay, you look at like Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post, right? He bought the Washington Post or was it a, another news? I think it was the Washington Post. Let's spread misinformation. He yeah. bought the Washington Post. Okay. Um, and a lot of other billionaires will buy sources of media to control the stories that are sent out because the stories will affect their company's worth. Uh-huh. And so – Elon buying Twitter is just the next level of that. Okay. And so I think a lot of media is just trying to influence the stories about Elon to tank Twitter to make sure that he doesn't get some kind of influence. Because that's where a lot of people get their news. Yeah. You, you talk to most people about You think it's an intentional smear campaign against him? I, I think... Have you seen his fucking feed? He's I, doing it to I, himself. I, don't know. I think he's a, I think he's a big just, character. <laughs> but I really are, think there's a, an aspect of it where he's like trying to... Like the reason why he's so wild is in response to the media coming at him. You know what I mean? <laughs> I I really think that's what it is. I don't know, man. I don't know. If you look at the he shit can... they gave him for like Tesla, like back in the day before he even started talking, uh-huh. then it was like I I kind of get to how he got where he is. You know? Oh. Okay. You, okay. You look at an Elon Musk versus a Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is private about the the kind of shit that the media scrutiny does. Because you remember how we talked about how, you know, no matter who you are, the media <laughs> scrutiny gets to you? I feel like to them, I'm sure it does as well. 
This Jeff is Bezos. no Dark Knight. He's not fucking Two Face, <laughs> Harvey Dent, <laughs> an icon in the community. I think he's just like corrupted. doing a bunch of. <laughs> I think he's just doing a bunch of coke and shit. That's what I think yeah. Jeff Bezos is doing. I think he's doing coke and fucking hookers. But <laughs> I, I think Elon Musk is like, oh, you, oh yeah, I'll buy that company too. You know. <laughs> He, yeah, he's, well, he's a child. He's like, oh, I'm going to buy Twitter and just, uh, and just be annoying to people, <laughs> you know, it. and whatever. He's a good businessman. He can get away with it. Is he though? Yeah. He buys a company <laughs> he or he though? starts a company. He puts somebody in place and then he just owns it. That's what you're, that's what the idea. If he's is. the richest guy in the world, then I can't say that he's a shitty businessman. <laughs> yeah. Is he the richest guy in the world? No, I, he's not. No, this, this. Not since Twitter. <gasps> no, never, never was. Never was. Hey, the richest guy in America. He was eight. No, but if you look at the Saudi families, so like, you know, they're trillionaires in the world. They just don't have to release the information because they're in Saudi Arabia oh. and all these different parts of the list, you know? Fucking oil money, huh? Yeah. We Let's get into oil here. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you have oil, let's talk. <laughs> if you have, uh, if your backyard... If you put your ear against the ground and you hear like a bubbling of oil, then let us know here at Podgus. We'll invest in some equipment. Let's partner up and then we'll do the podcast podcast on location at your oil rig in your backyard. Let's get into oil so we can be billionaires and we'll buy Twitter back and give it back to the people. No more blue checks. We're going to make orange checks where you pay, where you pay less, but you're cooler. We'll like do a cool smear campaign against <laughs> blue checks and make cool orange ones. <laughs> this is the socialist checks. <laughs> yeah, if you're a socialist, we'll do orange checks. Communist red. Let's let's just categorize everyone. <laughs> everyone can announce who they are on Twitter. Somebody was telling me, by the way, that that the reason I get so many fight video algorithms is is mostly this friend of mine kind of blamed Twitter itself for it and is like people with blue checks are likely <laughs> to fit a certain description. This is what he told me. This makes me even more paranoid about this blue check thing that like I'm being stereotyped and categorized in a group in a group I ugh, I don't want anything to do with. Ew. Uh, yeah, but I mean by existing that happens. <sighs> by being bored that happens. Fuck, I need to reevaluate who I am as a person. Because <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. It's humiliating. Because <laughs> the memes are always the same. It's the one yeah. where, where it's the meme of the person laughing at someone else and their, and their head is down. And it's just got a big blue check on their face. <laughs> and then you see everybody liked it. And, I, and you get ratioed. And you're like, I'm a laughing stock in this community. I don't want to be a part of Twitter anymore. What is this blue sky? I keep hearing about blue sky. Do you know anything about that? I have no clue. So this is what I know. Um, it's 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 the original, I think, owner, creator of Twitter uh, is just making another Twitter now. And it's like structured all the same. And it is. And uh, it's better regulated against hate speech. Don't roll your eyes. Don't roll your fucking okay. <laughs> Go ahead. There's Let's a hear it. reason he didn't scale to a multi-billion, a decabillion-dollar company. There's a reason. Okay. And that being, because he wasn't as good of a businessman as Jack Dorsey. 
Okay. Jack Dorsey was a, a better businessman. He came out on top. And eventually, well, I mean, you know, I, I eventually could say Elon Musk is, he's got it now, but it's a little different if you buy the business, you know. But mm-hmm. Jack Dorsey was a better businessman. Jack Dorsey were, is the former owner of Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think and, this and is he scaled him. it to uh, become a decabillion dollar company. Uh huh. And I don't, I, I think there's a reason why it wasn't worth that much before. Okay. And that's because Jack Dorsey was a better businessman. And he, the previous owner of Twitter, or the, the creator didn't have the skills to make it that business that it was. Uh huh. And maybe 10 years down the line, okay, maybe he has some of the skills, but we'll see. Okay. Can you do me a favor and fact check me on this? On like who, who owns okay, and yeah. runs Blue Sky? Just so I don't get it wrong. I don't want to spread misinformation like fucking Twitter does on the regular. We ain't no fucking Twitter around here. I'm a good blue check. I'm a pick me blue check. Okay. <laughs> I'm a pick me ass blue checker. Uh, uh, Jay Graber. Oh. Who the fuck is that guy? Jay Graber. Jack Dorsey sounds like a cowboy name. Hi, y'all. I'm Jack Dorsey, and I catheter. Do you catheter? <laughs> My pee hole don't function with the same muscular <laughs> stability as it used to. Pee just comes dripping out of my cock while I'm riding my horse. I'm Jack Dorsey, and I, <laughs> and I ride with a catheter in so I don't piss all over my horse. Um, <laughs> we can cut all that out. No, we're keeping it. Um, Jay, Gru- Jay Gruber. See, now Graber. he sounds like, isn't well, that this the, is the villain CEO. in Die Hard? This is the CEO. Um, <clears throat> Graber was named as the first CEO of Blue Sky in August 2021, two years after the project was first announced as a Twitter initiative. Prior to, okay, so she worked on the Zcash cryptocurrency. Happening. So she has uh, other... Yeah, okay, so she, she worked for Twitter in the past, but I don't think she started it. Okay. Keep, but, on, keep see fact the owner, checking. Um, that's CEO. I, I guess in the meantime, in summary of my point, I got it. I'm, I'm stuck. This is the thing. Like I said, I bought a year's <laughs> subscription to this fucker. So I'm oh, wait. stuck being a laughing stock for a fucking year. I didn't just go month by month when I saw how everybody was fucking laughing at me. <laughs> I could have been like, well, that's it for my month subscription. I'm not going back. I bought a fucking year. I'm locked in to this plight of mine in which everybody thinks I'm a fucking idiot, turd, Nazi bitch. Okay. Ugh. I, I figured this out. <laughs> fucking sucks. Okay, go so for it. So Jack Dorsey is an investor in Blue Sky. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. He's an investor. Yeah, it's a it's a decentralized social media platform, which is like it's like it's using crypto technology. Okay. Yeah. Is that risky? I I don't know. It's like it's new, so it's as risky as anything new is. It's really, it's unproven. Okay. So if if they do it right, then it's a hundred billion dollar company. Uh-huh. But if they do it wrong, then it's like, who gives a shit? Right. You know, it's like gone in two months. Okay. Now, this is me. Forgive me if this is stupid. Make an account. That's what I'm saying. Make an account. Make an account in Ho- Blue Sky? Hold the, hold the at in case something happens. Anytime oh, yeah. there's a new social media platform. I did this with Truth Social, 
parlor, every single one that started coming. Mm -hmm. No, you have to do this. I think any single yeah. social media platform that comes up, you have to claim the uh, at. I claimed my TikTok at back in like 2019. Yeah. Like when it first, when was it first blown up? Like mid 2019, right? It was like early 2019. That feels so long ago, but like, yeah. It's like I four guess. years ago. Uh-huh. It is pretty. Yeah, that makes sense. Four years is a, a good time trial. The, and this is the thing. I was slow to TikTok. It took me fucking 10 years to finally get on Twitter. And now I'm using Twitter that I never really used to. It right. took me a long time to like get up to speed. I was, I was just a Facebook person for the longest time and i was like it's fine i'll just grow a following on mm -hmm. facebook but like now i want to be on top of this shit you know right yeah there was what was that one where people could talk but that never really went anywhere clubhouse where it was clubhouse. invite only and it was like rooms of people yeah that's what it was right I that's what you're that, talking about yeah yeah i thought that one was interesting but like you know if i with my voice i go on any clubhouse and i'm like I'm a woman. People are going to be like, you're a pervert is what you are. And I don't need that smoke. I'm already catching so much shit on Twitter. I don't want to attract any more fucking attention to myself than I don't need, you know? <clears throat> um, but uh, fucking where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, crypto. So yeah. forgive me if this is stupid, but uh, a couple of years ago, maybe just over a year ago, I invested. Oh. It was play money. I didn't like... Oh put my fucking future daughter's college fund on the line. <laughs> but I like, I invested like 750 ish bucks. Oh, nice. I vaguely remember uh, a year or two ago. Yeah. You should buy more. And, and I think I, I mean, these things always, it's just you long-term diamond hands, right? You just wait well, for it to. Yes. That's kind of the way. <laughs> that's the idea. Yeah. If, well, if you buy a bunch at once, then it's diamond hands. Uh -huh. But what I do is I'll buy like a little bit every day. And then once it goes up like 5%, I'll sell. Because when it goes up like 5 6%, it's reliably going to go down another, you know, one or uh, another 6 to 7%. Uh -huh. And then you buy again, and then, you know, you just keep growing your money. And every day I put another dollar into both Bitcoin and Ethereum, and I just keep doing this. Okay. I have like, well, I was about to say how much I have, but we could talk about that off. Off the podcast, yeah, yeah, but yeah. We, yeah. We don't need I, the I've I've got a good amount, and I'm I'm trying to buy more because right now it's like it's under thirty thousand USD, and there's like any time it's at like a, a both Bitcoin or it's Ethereum. Thirty six, thirty six. That's CAD. Oh yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So anytime it's at like these really right. key numbers, it and it goes up, then it goes up a bunch, and then it crashes. So mm. it's like now is the perfect time to just get a make a bunch of money if you yeah like, if you check it a couple times a day you can kind of get away with making trades uh-huh you know interesting i mean six months ago when it was at its lowest that would have been a good time too i tried to get my dad to invest in dogecoin back in 2016 isn't dogecoin a laughing stock though now but if we would have invested a hundred bucks in 2016 that would have been like ten thousand bucks okay in 2021 yeah that would still be worth like ten thousand bucks i don't know it all all of these things, it's it's easy to retrospectively look back and be like, that would have been a good idea. But like, there's so much different crypto shit out there, and and ninety nine percent of them fucking fail. So like, yeah, you never. How do you? How can you accurately predict what's gonna work in the future and what isn't? Well, Bitcoin is like, I I'm, I've read a lot about this stuff. I'm pretty uh -huh. I'm well versed on it. I'm more well versed than the average person, but somebody who's really into it knows more than me. Okay, so. Bitcoin and Ethereum are the two namesake. Bitcoin is number one 
Ethereum is like number two. Ethereum's like, it's like Coke and Pepsi mm-hmm. in like America, where like Coke has like ninety percent of the market share, but Pepsi has like ten percent, and you know, but Bitcoin is its own thing that can hold value. It's hard to like make transactions with and and make these technologies with. Ethereum is like better for developers to use, mm-hmm. and there's there's like more promises when it comes to the technology. So that's why people invest in that. Bitcoin is like the gold of crypto. And even though it's really volatile, it's like, you know, it's, it's as stable as you're kind of going to get. What's more American than panning for gold? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeehaw, gold 49ers. Um, <laughs> fucking, let's move on. <laughs> that got too smart for me. I didn't like it. Um, hey, out of the way. Journal. Out of the way, journal. You cutie pie. Um, oh. There's so much I wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, okay. Let's let's move on to something fun. So, not that this hasn't been. <laughs> you know Crypto what? Talk. Come on, how fun let's, is it? Let's pivot into uh, a segment of the archives, you guys. <clears throat> so this is a new thing we've introduced where I go way back into my my, my archives of notebooks full, filled with comedy notes and uh, and like. Old, old shit. So we're starting from the top, basically. And uh, an episode or two ago, I read my very first stand-up note in my little notebook here. I have tons of them. So this is this fucking segment is going to go on forever. Um, and we're starting with, like, the deepest dives when I was, like, 17 years old. And I didn't know how to be fucking funny. And so, you know, we'll see if there's some diamonds. We'll see if there's any gold to be mined in these harm hills. Yar! Why is he a pirate now? I, I don't know. Can, that would be cool to, to do a show about a pirate who pans for gold. <laughs> That's a thing, right? You know, cross yeah. genres. That's <laughs> let's forget I said that. I just like the idea of a pirate panning for gold. <clears throat> All right, here we go. So this is it. Uh, and I'll try and paraphrase where it gets lame, but this is a bit about <clears throat> about pushing the garbage can as punishment in high school. So pushing garbage as punishment these days, I think teachers are starting to figure it out. If you get suspended, you get to spend a day or two picking your nose and playing video games at home. It's like a mini vacation. However, if you get sent to push the garbage bins at lunch, your dignity is shattered. I pushed garbage once. Worst experience of my life. People don't acknowledge your existence. All they see is garbage bin. So if people have garbage, they won't drop their trash in the bin. They'll bank it off you like the backboard of a basketball. Uh, I'm like, I'm taking liberties with this. Uh, and then I go into how I got hit by a plate of noodles once. Oh, and then I deviate here. What? The thing that scared me about this, oh, cheese sauce. I start talking about the cafeteria (laughs) cheese sauce. These are things that I thought about in you know what? You write what you know, and at least in my, to my credit, I wrote what I knew, and what I knew was garbage bins and cheese sauce. Um, by the way, where does the expression smooth as a baby's bottom come from? Were a lot of babies being harassed before this expression came along? And how would you even use it, really? Man, this girl was so fine. She was so beautiful. And her skin, man, when I touched it, wooey! Well, what was her skin like, dude? Hmm... Have you ever touched a baby's ass before? 
17-year-old me. Anyways, back to the garbage pushing. And then there's a lot more stuff about garbage pushing. Basically, uh... <laughs> when you're sitting on that cafeteria bench with your friends, lunch in hand, you're a somebody. When you're driving around the cafeteria with your dumpster, you feel like a nobody. <laughs> I will never get in trouble again thanks to the garbage pushing duty. This is about rehabilitation. And essentially what I was saying was that uh, being a garbage pusher in the cafeteria is like having a blue check on Twitter. That's what I was getting at. It's come full circle. So I think that th these are silly and fun. I would rather I decided paraphrase like that than read word for word. I think reading the bits is yeah. not, it doesn't yeah. translate well. Yeah. I, if you were to read it word for word, it would have to be live in front of an audience. Because I yeah. feel like there'd be a bigger kick to that. We talked about the idea of bringing it in front of a, a live audience. I still think that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I still love that idea. And we got to talk about the show this weekend. Cause oh, yeah. Dance is reaching out to them today. Okay. Yeah. It's Is it this week or next week? Next. Okay. <laughs> next week. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm. It's not that I'm lazy. It's just that I like having a very specific... I just want to be in front of the camera. I just want to be funny <laughs> and charming. Don't give me any planning shit. I'm, I don't care. I don't want to do any of that. It's my it's my Achilles heel. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah, that's you get it. Thank you. Being in front of the camera is my Achilles heel. I the only thing I like is the planning. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. All the, all the rest of it is like too much. Good. You know? This is what makes us a good team. Yeah, I love it because you know I would just rather give work to everybody else. <laughs> just hey, you take care of it, and then I'll check in every once in a while and be like, oh, I hey guys, I didn't like. The one thing <laughs> whiny artist me is like, that's it doesn't it doesn't uh, align with my artistic expression. What a pain in the ass artists are, you know, but hate them or love them that. Yeah, I you would be nothing without me. <laughs> um, speaking of artists, I don't know. OK, we'll see where this goes, but. Um, hey, by the way, I, if you're watching, I keep looking over here because we have a special guest in the studio. Uh, I don't know if you, you don't want to be on camera. Do you No. Okay. He's not, he's not Mike. He's not on camera. He's, uh, he's an editor. He's, he's, uh, on the t Val team. Is that officially your title? Yeah, yeah. Val squad. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Val squad, baby. So, uh, it's fun having like, it feels like I have more of an audience, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, okay, this is kind of off topic, but this is do you do you have little um, sound bites that just pop in your head every once in a while? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And and not just like stuff you saw on TV or media or, or audio or whatever, like real life sound bites. Something that somebody said so spe so specifically. Or, or funny or jarring in a way that, like, every once in a while it, like, comes back to you, you know? For the I, I have more, like, the sound bites are more music stuff, but I have more, like, memories that keep coming back. Okay. But, yeah, no, no, it's, it is a little more uncontrollable in that similar fashion of how a, a, a sound thing will be repeating in your head. Uh-huh. You know? Okay. Because there are, there was one... <clears throat> I think about this every time I eat a bag of chips is there used to be this comedian. I'm not going to say his name, 
there used to be a comedian in London, Ontario, back when I went to school there and back, back when I started out. And he was like a Yuck Yucks regular out there. Yuck Yucks is the uh, franchise, a, a comedy franchise in Canada. And uh, they had a Yuck Yucks in London. And um, this guy had a bit that my friends and I would mock all the time because of the way he delivered it. He had this bit about he was this Italian guy who uh, had a kind of New York Bronx sort of thing to him. He would be like, yeah, so I was uh, I was <laughs> kind of like Andrew Dice Clay, but like not nearly as fucking good. <clears throat> Amateur as fuck. So he had this bit that used to do well anyways, but it was his delivery that always stuck out in my head. He would talk about how he was sitting with his friends and uh, with his friend and they were watching uh, the game or whatever and they were sharing a bowl of chips <clears throat> and out of nowhere the friend is like hey have you ever fingered your girl's asshole have you ever stuck your fingers in your girl's asshole and he just starts talking about like fingering his girl's ass and then this comedian the punchline goes yeah I don't I don't mind the idea of fingering my girl's ass but Jerry get your fingers out of my chips. <laughs> and, and they would always get a laugh. But this is the thing. Every time I saw him do that bit, the pause in between get your fingers out of my chips, the pause just kept growing and expanding and expanding. And so my friends and I would have an inside joke where it would be like chicken. It would be like first one to break the silence. After someone says the first line, you would go, get your fingers. Out of my chips. <laughs> so I think about this every time I crack a bag of Doritos. And I, and, I, and I go in and I'm like, I should wash my hands. Get your fingers out of my chips. <laughs> so anyways, there's not much more to that. It was just a funny story. So that's, I hope, I like to hope that there is a, I think about sometimes, uh, the, you, you exist as a memory for some people, even if you're a complete stranger, like if you like pushed a pull door and looked like an asshole for a second, somebody remembered you for the rest of the day and probably went to their like spouse and their kids. They were like, you wouldn't believe what this fucking <laughs> jackass did today. So like you have a legacy you leave behind. My point is you leave behind a legacy that you don't know about. People like think and talk about you in, in ways that you don't know about. And I think there's something kind of special that I feel like I haven't seen this particular comic who did that joke. I haven't seen him in years and years and years. I think he quit a long time ago. But like his joke lives on through me and my friends and now in this podcast. And I hope it becomes an earworm to some people out there where like every time you fucking crack a bag of chips, you're like, get your fingers out of my chips. Like it has... It has an eternalness to it, and I think that's really profound. I think that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's, that's going to be the only thing left of this guy <laughs> in 100 years. Yeah, he like – oh, my God. I just, I just pictured him like gambling away all his family's money. They leave him. His wife takes the kids. 
<laughs> and he dies and no one comes to his funeral. <laughs> and then all that's left of him, the last memory that lives on of his is get your fingers out of my chips. That went really dark. I know I went oh, wow. really dark there. <laughs> that's life. That was pretty dark. Uh, good thing I didn't call him out by name. <laughs> you should. I was going to ask you what I mean, we'll look him up after this and see what he's up to. Yeah, now I stole it. Yeah, I took the last thing from him. It's mine now. It belongs to me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, joke thievery. Man, London was crazy for joke thievery that was a wild five years because like there was another guy who again i won't name but he like he's a i think he's a radio dj now i think he moved on from stand-up into uh djing but like he was for a three-year stretch yuck the local yuck yucks go to host and booker of amateur night which was this coveted position in the community because you know we're all we're all trying to grow in a small city like London. These things really matter. There's a scarcity of right, opportunities. Yeah. And so like being the host and booker of Amateur Night, that's a lot of power. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they gave it to a guy who stole jokes always. Like his his pretty much his entire act was stolen from I remember calling him out about a Nick Swartzen thing that he did. I think he stole from like fucking Whoopi Goldberg. This little tall, lanky white guy. <laughs> <laughs> and so I remember me and a handful of other comics took like a principled stance and at one point boycotted Yuck Yucks and we're like, we're just not going to perform there if you're platforming comedians who don't put the work in and who steal jokes. And this is bullshit. And this is when I became jaded. This was officially the moment that jaded me as a comedian was I remember the owners of that club sent out like a mass message to all the comics to be like, uh, you don't like it too bad. They like, they pretty much explicitly were like, we're going to turn a blind eye to all this shit. We have better things to do. You all just sort it out. This guy's our guy deal with it. And so, and at that point, that kind of soured me in the industry. I was like, these people have no principles, you know? No artist, where's the artistic integrity? How, uh, how many years into it were you before you got jaded? I was young and like, I, I was, that would have been year four. Yeah. Three or four. Yeah, it's always like t two to four years in. That's when you get the first yeah. sour taste in your mouth and you're like, oh, these motherfuckers. Yeah. I became very, uh, that was a real eye opener that like the only people who are going to police joke theft are other comedians. It seems like yeah, the community itself is the only thing that's going to manage that because like joke theft is fucking rampant on social media. Like if you have a big platform, you can just cherry pick from smaller accounts and never face any consequences ever which is a fucking shame. It sucks. And so the only justice to be had in joke thievery is, is you is a reputational thing within, uh, among your peers. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't feel like it's enough. Mm -hmm. Like you should lose gigs and opportunities and jobs because of it. And maybe like, you know, the community has some power over that to like, you know, perpetuate your reputation as a joke thief. But 
it doesn't feel like there's enough justice for joke thievery, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, and I feel like social media mucks it up a lot more because there sometimes there is parallel thinking. A, a mm. lot of comics will use that as an excuse of like, oh, it was parallel thinking. But sometimes that does happen, and I wonder how much of social media exposes like, oh, yeah, a lot of like comedians in three different cities. You know, a comedian in Chicago – uh, New York and Toronto all have subway jokes and yeah, you know, some of them overlap, you know, a little bit. And yeah, how much of that is this, you know, that, that, uh, uh, thing of parallel thought and, uh, who gets put in the crossfire of like, Oh, you, you know, you stole this material and uh-huh. yeah. How does that affect people? Yeah. There's a lot of like context and gray area and coincidence. A lot of the time right. where like parallel thinking, you know, it's, it's a thing. Like I've been, I've been accused of joke theft for a couple small things that were sincerely parallel thinking. Like I'm, I want to be really careful about that shit right? because it just doesn't, I can't deliver a joke if I know it's, it's been done before. It just doesn't, I can't let myself get away with it, you know, mm-hmm. but I used to type a lot of my jokes in all caps on social media just because I thought it was funny. To like no punctuation, just all caps, like I'm just screaming, you know, even if it's if it's minutia, if it's mundane, it's just hilarious to see this, especially when you're scrolling. It's jarring to like scroll and then see this all caps thing about like, uh, I don't know, fucking a Tim Hortons breakfast sandwich (laughs) joke or something like that. And you're like that. Wow. Was that was it that important? Was it that urgent? Um, So I always thought that was funny. And then there's a there's a comedian named Courtney Gilmore in the community who popped up on the side. She like grew a following quicker than I did at the time, and she used to do the all caps thing. She used to post in all caps, and so people started accusing me of stealing from her because they saw her do it first and then came back to me and were like, "You're you're stealing from Courtney." I was like, "It's just hitting the caps lock button. That's all it is." Which that infuriated me. So I did it a lot more sparingly. But like in moments in in accusations like those, at least personally, I can walk away feeling like it's not joke theft. It was a thing I I thought of on my own. It was a thing I was doing. But like, I it's better to just skip being called that altogether. Yeah. And just it's I guess it's hers now. She gets to do the all caps, and I and I don't anymore. I still do it every once in a while because I think it's funny. Yeah, a lot of people are looking for reasons to attack each other too. Yeah, you know, and that's just one easy thing. Like I feel like between comics, a lot of the time, like comics are more forgiving with the parallel thought stuff mm. because every, you know they see it a lot, and I'm sure they run into it. But for an audience member, I feel like you know, they don't understand that the same way. And mm. uh, on social media too, the way like people bandwagon, like there have been a couple situations, on, you know, online with like, uh, uh, you know, I remember Louis CK and Dane Cook. I don't know if he, do you think he stole, do you remember this? I do. I, I think in cases of like his and maybe sometimes Robin Williams, although I have read that he like literally, he knew what he was doing and stealing jokes. But in the case of Dane Cook, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Did you see the episode of Louis where they sat across? Yeah, from each see, other that's why. That's why I kind of, you know. I thought that was really enlightening yeah. because they both, in the end, it was kind of that scene was it let you decide, right? Yeah. Because they both still kind of stood firm in their positions, 
And I thought what Louis said about Dane being this rocket ship of of material generation and just this big, mm-hmm. yeah, rocket ship just pulled some of maybe subconsciously some material in with him. Right. And um, like I'm, I'm inclined to believe that. I don't know if it's deliberate joke theft, but it's it's probably an idea that may have just floated into the ether right. of the back of his mind yeah but and see, felt original enough that he like went for it yeah know? but that's so much different that's so different than like you know being in the back of the comedy club with the notepad yeah and, like, oh yeah and then the, and then the pause here and you know yeah that's different yeah then just who knows you know, maybe that maybe the comic i was telling about talking about before saw andrew dice clay go get your fingers <laughs> out of my chips and I was like, that's good, that's good. <laughs> this is going to make my career. <laughs> but, okay, I this this joke theft thing is interesting because I'm actually really curious. People can fucking uh, comment about this particular conundrum I'm in, and I'm curious to hear your opinion too. Um, so I am currently in the early, early stages of getting the planning of my album together my debut stand-up album and my material is very personal it's all anecdotal it's all it's a lot about you know the transition that i'm in and and my and my journey and um so there's a joke i have in there about being called brave in public and i and i kind of and i ridicule the idea of it and i really love the joke and i think that honestly as a as a title for my broader album I think so brave is beautiful. I think not only does it stem from a one particular joke, but it, like it's ironic, but also not quite. There's a subtext of like it's it's true. I am I'm brave as fuck, yeah. But at the same time, I'm not taking it so seriously. You know what I mean? It's serious, but it's not. And I just love that there's this there's layers to it. I feel like, but so. So I, I just love it. I'm in love with the name. But I have a trans male friend who's transitioning the other way from uh, female to male. And he and I had have been joking about being called brave for a while now. And same thing with the Courtney Gilmore thing. He's kind of paralleled off and he's written material about it and he posts about it. And I've, and I've branched off and I do it too. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel... There's a there's a feeling in the pit of my stomach that's worried that the idea isn't exclusively mine. Okay, well, I mean, I I yeah, but it, okay, if you're gonna go from that perspective, how many other people have thought the same thing? You know what I mean? I'm sure a lot. I feel like this being called brave in public is a very relatable trans experience, you know? Right, and I think that's why it's such a great album title. Because uh-huh. it's like it comes from a joke, and it's a broader thing that people, uh, you know, kind of can tangentially understand. Yeah. And I don't know if I were you. Honestly, the only thing I would be concerned about is getting this person to sign. Like, hey, you're not gonna sue me. Like a. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, I did. I did text him to ask. I was like, I'm. I don't know how I'm feeling about this. What do you think? Right. I asked him directly, and he gave me a kind of like. Yeah, go for it, but uh, kind of thing. Like you know what I mean. So it again, that just doesn't that didn't settle. What, what the were the exact words stomach. said? Ah, uh, yeah, I'll I could bring it up. Because 
I'm sure part of that could be you being like, oh, you know, reading too much into it. Yeah. Well, he explicitly gave me permission. Okay. But well, also, um, if you can get him to sign a piece of paper that, you know, is like, hey, I know we both talk about this, but you know, you're not gonna sue me because that's a big thing when people get on like, get famous. Like a bunch of people will take them to small claims court because they know you're too busy and you'd rather settle. Because the thing about small claims court is that if you don't show up. They automatically win. Really? Yeah. Oh. So you got to be worried about, or you have to be careful about covering your bases now. <laughs> and we're back. God knows what we talked about there. Uh, I, I'm curious to see how this uh, looks in the final edit. Just a choppy mess. Hey, hey, guys. Ah, ah. I have like a big fire on my jeans. <laughs> and then it's, it's cut and like my leg is covered in bandages. Hi, guys. We're back. Um, shall I consult my notes? Oh, okay. This is another thing. Um, this is another thing. So after we recorded last episode, uh, uh, this is another bone I have to pick with you, Musa. <laughs> After we recorded, you peer pressured me into taking two hits from a joint. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. said, come on, just try it. Come on. <laughs> What's the worst yes. that can happen? <sighs> come on. And you, you kept going and I caved <laughs> and I took two hits of that joint. And so this is the thing. A lot of pot smokers... Uh, dirty fucking <laughs> pot smokers, you fucking scum, ew, you <laughs> lazy piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, you burnouts. Um, a lot of pot smokers always insist they're like, either you're not doing it, you're not doing it right, or you didn't have the right strain, or yeah, like yeah. whatever. They had the purple and, skittles, man. Yeah, and you're <laughs> always wrong. <laughs> you're yeah, wrong. No, no, yeah, a lot of people are. You just enjoy it differently from people like me. I think yeah. I just have a paranoia thing going on that an anxiety thing that I just can't get over. It's supposed it's, to be like that. That's why I smoke. I like the anxiety. You see, you're laughing because really? you know, but I like the anxiety. I start my day like, <gasps> you know, no shit. I, I start, I start my day. I go, I take a shower. I do all this kind of stuff. Like the, like, you know, the, the, the basics, like I have a cup of tea, uh-huh. coffee or whatever. I roll a joint, I smoke it. And Every single day without fail, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, I need man. 20 minutes to just sit here, stare at the wall reliably. Yeah. But it's just after that period of time, you know, it's fine. That doesn't sound you get used to it. pleasant at all. <laughs> but once you realize that it's like the drug, that that's what it is, like the, the come up makes you anxious, uh-huh. then you can kind of get over it, you know? I, that sounds so masochistic. I don't know. Maybe it's because I, I smoke a little too much, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You fucking dirty hippie burnout. <laughs> um, but okay, so so my my thing is so surely you understand. It's like I I I smoke pot and then I get paranoid, and um, I I smoke pot and then I get slow and I can't articulate my articulate myself. And I can't like behave normally, <laughs> especially when there are people around. I don't know what to do with my hands or my face, and it's just and I'm so in my head. And then I and then I worry about being paranoid, and then it just the cycle just keeps right. exponentially perpetuating itself. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna document my trip home. 
And, uh, and so these are some of the things I noticed. Um, my first thing that I wrote is, do my stories take too long? <laughs> I, I like, yeah, I, I fucking got on the train and was like, oh man, I, my stories are too long. Everybody thinks I'm boring. Wait, like uh, when you tell stories or Instagram stories? When I tell stories. Well, oh. see, now, now you got me paranoid about my Instagram <laughs> What's wrong with my Instagram stories? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Next time I get high, I'm going to be like, my Instagram stories are too long. I was thinking, because the rest of the note, I talk about um, whenever this episode comes out, the, the Olivia bra story, the sports bra story. Mm-hmm. And, I was, and, I, and I know that at the end of that story, I made a joke where I was like, well, this felt like a water cooler story that I just told. You know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I, I at least like turned it around at the end. But I got paranoid about it here, and I was like, nobody's going to listen to Podgus anymore because of that bra story that I told. <laughs> and then, oh, I remember this. This was, okay, so this is the kind of thing that's really interesting when you're high, when you see something happen, and it's like, it's a small thing, but in your head, you're like, holy shit. So it was raining, and we, me and this lady kind of a bit ahead of me, we're both coming down the stairs into the tunnel and I pulled my umbrella down, but she was really struggling with it and she was walking. It's a narrow hall and she and I are basically occupying it, walking kind of together. And she was trying to close her umbrella, but she had, she was holding it right in front of her face and just walking straight. So she and I are walking directly into a group of people who are stunned in place. And they're like, she's coming, she's coming, she's coming. Like, they didn't know what she was... All they saw was just an umbrella coming at them like this. And in my high mind, I was like, they're going to crash! They're going to crash! <laughs> like, the people ahead just sort of stood there. They stopped walking, and they were like, I hope she solves this before she bumps into us. And she ran into them with the umbrella. They didn't move. Like that Titanic in an iceberg. It was just like, and in my high mind, watching that happen, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I was like freaking out about it. So, uh, you know, when you're high, that shit is nuts. (laughs) But it was just a little tiny inconvenient moment in time. But in my high brain, I walked away being like, that was fucking crazy, man. (laughs) was nuts um what else oh i this note i don't want to do this again i really do hate this feeling (laughs) lol (laughs) i said lol though uh that paranoid but inaccurate typical feeling of they're all staring at me when you're high is reinforced by my factual knowledge that they are that they are staring at me so like my point there in the wordiest way is that I know people stare at me. They always do. But now that, and when you're high, you're always like, are people staring at me when they're not? But I know that they're staring at me. So when you're high, that's like extra scary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I'm going to power through this and not put on my mask. I kind of, I was like, I should put on my mask. It'll make me feel safer. And then I was like, no, I'm going to use this as like a character building exercise i'm gonna be brave i'm gonna be so brave and i'm not gonna put on my mask even though it would calm me down a little bit because maybe it's all in my head and you know what are you people fucking what are they gonna say or do you know 
And then I wrote, I'm such a beta. <laughs> I was spiraling. I started spiraling. And, it's, and I started fucking writing angry notes to myself. This is why I can't get high. <laughs> I'm such a beta. Wow. Afraid to look people in the eye, giving way to everyone, seeing someone else. I saw this is also a big thing in, in my high mind, a small little exchange that in my head was like, fuck. But um, me and somebody else, a seat became available and me and someone else motioned to go for it. And I glanced at them and, and like a dog or like an animal was just like, ooh, and, and like bowed my head and backed off so they could have the seat. Such a beta. I was like, you're such a beta. <laughs> I was just staring at my shoes. I got really self-conscious. I wrote, yeah, I, I really don't like this feeling, but I'm fighting it so hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I don't, you can't fight it. You can't fight it. Yeah, you, you can't fight it. it. You got to let it just take over. I think, did I, did I let it happen? I, you're not the first person I got high that day either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That day. Oh, later yeah. that day I got somebody else high for the first time as well. No shit. Yeah. And he had the same exact feeling. Yeah. So you, you're right. It is like the surrendering thing. Cause I, I remember telling him like, Hey, you might think you're going to die. You're not going to die. The drug is going to tell oh you you're going to die. <laughs> you need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> what? But that's how I, I, I got into it without knowing that. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a monster. <laughs> to stop man <laughs> hey he asked me to try it yeah <laughs> okay well uh you know what at least he did it with a friend yeah in the safety and comfort of of a friend you're not the kind who like makes it worse on people by like Duh. showing them a fucking crazy video you're like Ooh. You look at this car crash yeah i didn't drive around the way home like what could happen on your way oh man so those are pretty much the notes I have a note about facial feminization surgery. Ooh, see, this is kind of, and then I got a little profound. I did go home and have like the best workout I've had in, in months. Oh my God. Weed is so good for workouts. It really it's was. The best. You feel like every fiber of your muscles. Yeah. So I came home and like, I, even with my best friend who I've known forever, who I live with, even I, I still felt a little awkward coming home and being like, hi. I'm like looking at my feet and him and him being like, you're high, aren't you? I'm like, yeah. And, <laughs> and so like, I can't even relax around like my best friend, but I finally, that's when I finally got home and I was like, all right, let's calm down. You're, you're fucking safe. Let's, let's yeah. get over this. And I worked out and it was a good one. I like really like isolated the muscles when you're high, you're like attention to detail. Right. Yeah. So every exercise that I did, I really isolated the muscle and my form was impeccable. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I pushed myself a lot harder than I normally do. Like I did more. Yeah. And really felt a good pump afterwards. So. Yeah. A lot of the times when you work out, it's like working out sober. If I'm in a bad headspace, I can't bench as much. I can't deadlift yeah. as much. I can't, you know. But as soon as I take a hit of a joint and it pulls me into the moment and I'm like, okay, I'm high. I have to be aware of my form. Otherwise I can get hurt or blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. all this sort of thing. Uh, it makes me aware of like, oh, you know what? All right. I can add another 10 pounds. So, you know, I can mm -hmm. do another couple reps. I can, you yeah. know, 
and you just come out better mm. for it. Yeah. And it's that thing of like, you know, you remember how we talked about the TTC and like the statistics of, you know, how likely you are to get killed. Uh-huh. I have to go to the statistic thing because weed makes you so paranoid, and that's the only way I can get to. Yeah, I'm safe. I'm like, well, I haven't. Been, I I go out super high. And I'm like, uh-huh. well, I haven't been kidnapped and murdered before. You know, that, that's the only way I can. Yeah, not bad. You know, I like that logic. Yeah, um, yeah. So you know what? Live and learn. I'm I'm not doing it again. <laughs> Thank you for trying, but I'm I'm and surely I'm gonna fall for it again someday. Where yeah, somebody's today. gonna be like, no, no, trust <laughs> me. Trust. Yeah, today. <laughs> trust me. You can trust me. Uh, I remember getting high. When I was your age, getting high was so new, and I think everybody had a certain expectation for what it would feel like right. that we, it, we all, like, acted more high than we were. Right. Yeah. Like, I remember one of the first times, one of the first times we hotboxed my buddy's Jeep, and this was, like, flip phone era, too. Right. But one of them, like, put on just some kind of screensaver. It was just flashing lights and shit, you know? And once we were all sufficiently high, he just went from person to person, like flashing the shit and waving it in their face and they would laugh hysterically at it. And and I don't think any of that was real because I remember in my head seeing it and like feeling like I had to fit in with everybody and like think it was hilarious. I like had to convince myself that there was something funny about this, even though in my head I was like, yeah, I guess it's kind of funny. It's yeah. more funny that we're sitting in a car going like, <laughs> so I, I decided to laugh at that instead, pretty much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing of like going to a party and, and drinking it as a kid. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, um, I, what's, uh, I saw this on, on Twitter. It's like this guy posted, he's like throwing a party at like a college and he's like, I gave everybody non-alcoholic beer. And then he posted a video of everybody acting like they're super drunk. No way. It's the funniest shit ever. Yeah. Oh, it's like that's such funny. A, it's such a funny prank to play on people. Yeah. You know? And it's like, and it's morally sound. You're not drugging anybody. You're doing the opposite. Yeah, if the anything, opposite. you're drugging them with placebo. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, yeah, you give somebody a fake beer and they're like, Why, why'd you make me waste all these calories? <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to see that after we're done. I really need to see that. That's so funny. That's such a great idea. Fuck, what is reality, you know? What is know. sobriety? What is What are our mental states? I know. I'm trying to drink more. You're trying to drink I'm more. To, well, because I want to smoke less. You're t- well, because, well, you have to have a vice. Is that, am I wrong? No, you don't. What are you talking it's about? It's not a zero-sum game. It, it's, it kind of is. You, you're always addicted to something. You, okay. <laughs> I just picturing you like losing your job and your life savings down the bottom of a bottle on the street with like pissed pants and and someone's like someone sees you and they're like Musa oh my god what happened to you and you're like at least it wasn't weed man <laughs> oh my fucking Jack Nicholson <laughs> yeah uh, have you seen those photos of him oh he looks doesn't he look bad He's he looks bad aging. but there's like tons of photos of him having peed his pants in public. Oh, yeah. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. He just he doesn't. It could be like a condition though. No, no, no. This is a thing he's like in a record for that he just doesn't hold it. I'm pretty sure that's bad 
Jack Jack Nicholson pisses himself as a as policy. Yeah, I, I, I'm like I, looking I this up. Somebody else. Okay, I have to check this out. Weekly news? Weekly weird news. Okay. 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 Fun. Weekly weird news. I'm gonna I'm gonna write this down on my phone. Weekly weird news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Remember that. No, but I, I think in Canada, alcohol is just as bad for you as marijuana because all the stuff they spray. I think everywhere alcohol is just as bad as... No, 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 because they make the argument like, oh, weed, it's a plant. But here they spray it down with all these chemicals and, you know, shit like mm-hmm. that. And so unless I feel like unless you're getting homegrown stuff, then the argument of like, oh, it's healthy for you doesn't really hold up. Yeah. But still, it's like drinking is, is better. Like, for, like behaviorally and the way it affects you, it's better. Because it's like you can't be – you can't drink all day. Well, you can, but, it's, you know, <laughs> it's different than smoking all day because you can smoke all day a lot easier uh-huh. than drinking all day. I've tried both. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried both. And only one of them works well. The smoking does. Smoking, you can do it all day. Yeah. I do it all day. So, wait. Are you planning on drinking all day? No. I'm, tr- I'm planning on, like, you know, <laughs> drinking at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah. I am sincerely concerned drinking at, at the this end of the line night. of logic here. I'm going to cut back on weed by drinking more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I drink like once a month. Okay. Maybe See, bringing it up healthy. to like three or four times a week. Uh-huh. Oh, God. What, like four or five drinks a week? Is that bad? Musa, no. I'm sure you have like five drinks a week. You're I common. drink a lot. Yeah, so get out of here. Five yeah. drinks a week isn't bad. Five drinks a week isn't bad at all. One yeah. drink a night on the weeknights. Okay. On the weekends, what reason do you have to fucking... You're you know good. I mean? That's fine. I just didn't like the way you said it at first. <laughs> it sounded like you're like replacing a weed habit with alcoholism. <laughs> Next time you see me, I'm gonna come down with a bottle of gin. Like, what's up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's fucking podcast. <laughs> oh no, I liked you better on the weed. <laughs> yeah, but you did suggest uh, one or two episodes ago of like having a drink while we do this. Yeah, I'm that's not nice. opposed. No. We'll see. I won't get too crazy. You could even fucking give me a non-alcoholic beer and tell me that it's real. <laughs> see yeah. if see if I'm uh, that shit happens to me. My my uh, alcohol tolerance at this point is like pretty bad. Yeah, and bad is in so strong. Oh yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like surrounded by it everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. When you're a comedian, it's like it's currency. You know, you yeah. get paid some gigs in alcohol. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> yeah, Dan has a joke about that. I'm not gonna say his joke, but he has a joke about like going to the doctor, and the doctor's like, "Oh, you know, how much do you drink?" And he's like, "Like the doctor's like, what, seven nights? You know, I think I got seven drinks a night. You know." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's like, yeah, that's kind of what it is for a lot of comics, like. You know, you do two spots at a club, they give you two drink tickets, and then, you mm-hmm. know, you stay around and hang out, maybe you have another drink or two after, it's like four yeah. drinks a night. And then you come home and you're like, hey, well, what's one more going to hurt? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's two more going to hurt? What's three more going to hurt? Yeah. I, yeah, I come home and I'm like, let me roll up a joint. And then I put on, like, The Sopranos or something, because I'm like, okay, I've been out 
let me, you know, unwind. And then I'm like, let me roll another one. Let me pour myself another drink. Let me get some food, you know. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's 4 a.m. And I'm like, shit, the sun's coming up. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you are you are in a in a great age where like yeah. hangovers, yeah, aren't really a thing. Yeah, they are if you really push your limits. But yeah, like, if I'm like dehydrated, if, yeah, I've had hangovers, but I've noticed like it's just I'm dehydrated. Yeah, you know? you, re- you can recover fast, yeah. and I'm starting to feel my age now at this point. Where yeah. like, if I drink too much, the next day has it's a wash. And I don't, it's kind of like a weed paranoia where I don't trust my, I won't check my emails. Right. I like take a mulligan on the day because I'm afraid that if I like make any business decisions, I'm going to regret them later. Yeah. I remember speaking to my dad about that and he, he goes like, it was like around the day I turned 35. He was like, I, I couldn't drink the same way. Yeah. And now he's like, he's like 46 now and he drinks once every quarter. Yeah, once a quarter. Once a quarter. <laughs> That's so fiscal of him. I know, right? <laughs> and and he'll, yeah, he'll have like a quarterly gin and tonic. I'd like staring at the sunset, and I'm like, this guy's a psycho. How does he do it once? You know? <laughs> and and we'll, we'll both get bottles of alcohol, and they'll be sitting here, and I'll, you know, tear through a bottle in like two weeks, uh-huh. and he'll be like, you're such an alcoholic. <laughs> you know? <laughs> when I was like, you know, it's a couple drinks a night. Yeah. Yeah, lay off me, Dad. You don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like. I am reaching a point now where uh, drinking doesn't have the same enjoyment. You know, it's a means to an end. Like if I want to find, if I want to loosen up a little bit for a gig, yeah, it's it is a tool. It is a bit of a crutch. I won't lie, and uh, I am working on it. You know, I'm good with or without it, and I and I realize that. But um, it's also like I don't like the way it tastes. I honestly don't like drinking it, you yeah. know. And that's a red flag. Is that like I don't the way people like sip on a on a whisk? Ew, <laughs> sipping on whiskey? Ew, oh my, that's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> it's I, gasoline. I could drink warm vodka. Ew, <laughs> I could drink warm vodka, warm gin. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you could do that, but. It's like, Ew. <laughs> it's, I don't know, even wine. I love wine. I'm like a wine enthusiast. I don't mind. Okay, Riesling I like because it's really sweet and sugary. The more it tastes like juice, the more I'm down. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The box wines that taste like juice. Yeah. Those are fine every once in a while. But no, I'm into like the fucking, I went, when I went to Europe, that's what all I was doing. Uh-huh. A lot of my money was going towards alcohol. I was a real alcoholic when I was out there. Yeah. Yeah, I've had to <laughs> I had to save it off a little bit. Yeah, I yeah. remember before I came back, like two weeks, because I, I was there for like three months, mu- uh, two and a half months, and for the last two weeks, I was like, yeah, I gotta curb my drinking. I might feel depressed when I get back because just going cold turkey. Yeah, and then he replaced so, it with weed at a one to one ratio. I did. Yeah, <laughs> and now you're swinging back. It was actually I was smoking so much more weed than I was drinking. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I quit cigarettes when I came back. And then I, I started chewing nicotine gum again. And then I quit nicotine altogether like a week ago. And I'm all about of, healthy changes to lifestyle, man. You know I what? I applaud that shit. It's so, it's so easy to quit nicotine. It's so easy. Is it? It is. You, I don't know. Like last time I saw you or two times ago, you were complaining about, um, I, gum. I was tired and I had a headache for two days. Okay. 
And it wasn't even that bad of a the headache was like for two hours out of the day. It would come for like ten minutes and it would go for ten minutes. It wasn't that bad. I was like tired for like the beginning of the day and later in the day I, I finally got my energy back, but yeah, it wasn't that bad. And then you kicked it. That's I've it. lost a lot of respect for the people in my family. <laughs> oh my died god. To this. Okay. But how old are they? Because this is also on the same point is that no, like no, it's probably right. harder the older you're you right, get. You're right. Obviously, obviously it's a little easier since I'm young. But the you know, you, even when you're a kid you should know, hey, I shouldn't be doing this. This is horrible for me. When you're smoking, before, when the propaganda was still going out <laughs> that cigarettes were good for you, I bet if you took a hit of a cigarette, you were like, yeah, but this is, they're lying to me though, right? I mean, you smoke cigarettes, you smoke cigarettes. It's not a particularly healthy, it doesn't feel healthy at all. No, definitely exactly. not. Exactly. So it's like. Yeah. And I like, I, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm on team, like I had, I've had two puffs of a cigarette and I was like, never again. Oh my God. You know? I was smoking like packs a day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you for kicking it. It's fucking yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I, I want to smoke cigars again, but because cigars are are different than like cigarettes and gum. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, okay, Jason just – am I allowed to use your yes, name? Please. Okay, so Jason just made a point about why – and I think about this all the time too – is that like how come male cis hetero culture is all about doing the, the most unpleasant fucking <laughs> shit and pretending like you like it uh. or like convincing yourself eventually <laughs> that you do, drinking straight whiskey out of a glass, smoking a cigar that smells like a fucking moose fart. And uh, and like wearing clothes that are stifle a tie. Yeah, I yeah. never understood why ties are a thing. It yeah. is a noose. It's a yeah. business noose that you're like. It's it, it symbolizes noose. just. It's the business me. noose. It's a business. It's noose. a business. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I I get what you're saying. A lot of it, but cigars are the one of the few things I can enjoy because it's it's the it's raw tobacco. It's tobacco rolled in tobacco. It's not like cigarettes with paper and chemicals and shit. <laughs> yes. It's raw. It's the, it's, it's the best form of nicotine. The, ew. It's the best. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> disgusting, but nicotine in itself, or tobacco in itself is kind of disgusting. It's like when you wrap something in bacon, and then you wrap the bacon in something, you wrap that something in bacon. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's yeah. like a, what's, um, what are they called? Uh, pork or like sausage wrapped in bacon. What, what, is it, what do they call them? Uh, pigs, pigs in a blanket. Pigs, pigs in a blanket. blanket. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Okay, but you know, bacon whiskey, I can relate to. Okay, bacon. The, the whiskey argument I can understand. Yeah, whiskey is uh -huh. a little disgusting. I don't, whiskey isn't my drink of choice. Uh -huh. I'm a fan of the gin and tonics, which was originally the ladies' drink. Yeah, but that's actually true. Gin was a was woman's liquor. But I would I would also extend that to clothing. So like, yeah, in yes. my transition, I've I've come to learn that like women's clothes, some of them are uncomfortable. Don't get me wrong. Some of them are meant to accentuate different things. And like, you know, that's not exactly the most comfortable. Like stilettos are, are rarely comfortable, wow. you know, but if ever, I mean, I've, I've worn a pair or two, but eventually, yeah, you're like, your legs get sore. But, um, but as far as fabrics go, 
Men aren't allowed good fat. Why are you all depriving yourselves of good fabric? Women get like satin and silk. I know some men have silk, I don't know, boxers, I guess, every once in a while. But it's like a treat for you guys. Yeah. When otherwise everything's made of fucking sandpaper and armadillo bones and you shit. You gotta pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because when people were, when the majority of working men wore suits, men had more money because they were the only ones working. And so they could get you to pay for more. And so now with like, I mean, they, they, uh, there's obviously a whole bunch of reasons in like cultures and workplaces and all this kind of stuff why suits have gotten, uh, uh, become less popular. But I think it's like, I don't know, I've worn really nice suits that were comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just like, yeah, sometimes you have to pay for them. Sometimes, some people don't produce nice ones and it's, it's hard to find it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Jason has a hypothesis. Sure. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Speaking to the mic, you can cut across. Go for it. <laughs> My hypothesis is that as as society kind of uh, went from working with your hands to working behind a desk, people who work behind a desk used to dress in a more comfortable manner when it comes to fabrics, like you said, right? Mm -hmm. And so people who had to work with their hands had to work the everyday jobs in, in factories or, or farms and stuff like that. Took pride in the fact that, ha, I'm not like these soft people behind the desk. I'm a real man who has to work with his hands and okay. scruff on his stuff. And I got all this alcohol to get over the fact that I have to work 18-hour days because I'm a man. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's primarily where it comes from. Okay. See? Well, that just confirms that it's all a projection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think a little bit, but I don't know. I still think there's some nice. If you get a suit that really fits you, it makes you feel good. The self-esteem that you get from it. Okay. Obviously, I agree. I, I don't like modern suits because it's from the 1800s. It's old. We need new shit. We need uh -huh. something nicer. We need a version of this. We need something. A lot of the things people wear, like Boomer's idea of like, oh, blue denim and all this kind of, you know, you know, Boomer's like, oh, jeans. Yeah. There's a something what, to scoffing that. at jeans. Yeah, because it's like, okay. oh, it's not, it's not, you know, you're not, not dressed formal. up. Yeah. But there's something too when you dress up, you got self-respect, and you're holding yourself a certain way. I feel like we need a version of that. We need a new. I don't think it's gonna be the suit, but everybody has their thing. Uh huh. And something that yeah. speaks class is what you're saying. No, 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 not speaks class. When you put it on, like you, it's it's like self-respect. You know what I mean? Like. I remember I was talking to Danton about this, actually. When I worked from home, or now that I'm, I'm, I'm working from home, I wasn't working before. I've only ever worked from home. But it's like I used to just dress like shit. Uh -huh. And now I take a shower and I put on this and that and I you know, do all this kind of stuff to make myself feel like, okay, I'm a regular person. I'm going out in the world. Sure. I'm doing something. Even if I'm not seeing anybody. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't even have a meeting or anything. Just myself for the whole day. Mm -hmm. I need to feel that level of, you know, self-respect. And I'm sure you have people in your family who are like, oh, you know, hey, put on something comfortable. And they're wearing khakis and they're like, oh, I am comfortable. Yeah. Do you have people in your family well, like that? I, I'm that person, basically. <laughs> I've come underdressed for like Christmases and shit and gotten like the side eye. No, no, no. I mean like put on, so like you're relaxing at home. Oh. And then like put on something comfortable and then like, oh, I'm wearing khakis. I am comfortable. Oh, like, yeah, that yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, you're probably your dad or something like that. Like, yeah. that's how my dad is. Yeah. Right? And so, it's just a matter of, like, self-respect. Yeah. My dad will you still know? tuck in a t-shirt. And it'll be like... Exactly. Yeah, my dad does that, too. <laughs> Let loose, man. Cut loose, dog. Yeah. Untuck. But uh, my dad's a cool guy. 
My dad isn't like a khaki wearing dork. All right. My right, dad's yeah. a fucking G. Um, where are we at? One twenty. One twenty. Yeah. You want to do fight me and then wrap it up? What's that? Was that? You want to do fight me and then wrap it up? For yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about. Oh shit. Do you have a fight me subject? <laughs> oh shit. Oh. Uh, do do you want to take an oppositional stance on like, on uh, uh, Fairweather fans and shit like that? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So I'll, I'll set the stage for this. So I am of the opinion there are people out there who are sports fanatics. And this also applies to if you, if you love a band um, who believe in uh, bandwagon jumping or jumpers or posers. And typically that means like you've, you've, you've bought into the hype late. Like you've started supporting a, a hockey team halfway through their deep playoff run. Or you've supported a band when their one album went mainstream and, and now you like them because everybody else does. So there are people out there who would like scoff at the, at the Fairweather fans or whatever. And my opinion is that they themselves are the losers in this situation and that it's not wise. I think it's smarter to be a Fairweather fan and a poser because... You didn't have to sit through the team or the band when they sucked. You got you were more efficient than these loyal idiots because you you jumped on when it was like enjoyable product and quality performance, you know? Okay, but how annoying is it to see somebody my age wearing a Nirvana t-shirt and being like, "Oh my god, I love Nirvana." When most people <laughs> in my generation like you walk into Hot Topic now, it's all Nirvana. And nobody's heard the music. Theoretically. Nobody knows about Rape Me. Imagine if my generation heard Rape Me. Yeah. Oh, my no. God. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. I mean. Kurt Cobain. He already canceled them. They're canceling him. He canceled himself. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, okay. How would you? Okay, uh, yeah. No, that's a good point. But, like, isn't there a part if you are a true Nirvana fan, okay. this is my counter argument. If you're a true Nirvana fan, you would see something like that and be like, fuck yeah, dude, another Nirvana head. I don't know what they call each other, but like, they'd be like, good, someone else is enjoying Nirvana. I mean, if they don't know anything about the band and they're wearing the t-shirt because they think it looks good, I still, no, I still fucking support that. <laughs> yeah, come on. Who cares? It's come like on, a what? cool t-shirt. What? Ah. It's, all, it's not just all about the culture, though. It's about the art. If it's all about the culture, then what does it any of it mean? It means that you're just living your life, doing your thing, enjoying what you enjoy. Every time, okay, I'm, I play guitar, but I don't know shit about guitars. Okay, but that's, no, no, no but that's different, though. Uh-huh. Because you're actually participating in the thing. Right? Okay. Somebody who's just wearing the Nirvana t-shirt wants to be like, oh, I'm, I'm one of the cool kids who likes Nirvana, you know? Because the cool kids like Nirvana and they want to be like them. They, like Somebody my age is like, oh, I want to be like Kurt Cobain, so I'm going to wear the t-shirt. When they don't really give a shit about the music at all. Uh, you know? I'm going to say, Somebody them... who's a fan of the band is going to be like, fuck you. And Listen I to think the album. they're wrong. I think they're wrong. Because, and I'm, I'm really fighting you on this. Okay. 
Uh, because, fuck it, if they're going to use that to fit in, if they are a marginalized person in this society and they feel like they can't fit in, if this is a tactic to get them through the door, even if they don't like the music and have never listened to it, then God bless them. Go for it. You win them over. It's immoral to the artist to be a Fairweather fan. Because imagine imagine you're gone and you're, you got all this heat on social media and your agents are like, oh, we should book you in arenas. And all of a sudden they book you in an arena, on a whole arena tour with like 10,000, 20,000 seats per venue uh -huh. and you push like 2,000 per and all of a sudden your career is ruined because all these labels are looking at you like, oh, this motherfucker is, he can't grow anymore. He's already reached his peak. He, 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 he tried to reach for it and he couldn't grab it. Well, alternatively, yeah. alternatively, if they were only good enough to sell out 2,000-seat venues, and now Fairweather fans made it so that now they can sell out arenas, they're the ones No, 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 but that... I'm saying they're not selling out arenas. <laughs> I'm saying they on social media, they're making it seem like they can sell out arenas, but they book an arena, and they only push 2,000. And so now record labels and other venues looking at them like oh this motherfucker can't we got i need to see i need to see this happened to a rapper oh, yeah. yeah Lil baby this is like the last guy it happened to Lil baby, many rappers that's why he's talking about going independent and making more money he's the only independent rappers with more money they didn't know what to do with because they went independent they made the money the right way uh-huh run their city and they're just throwing that money to themselves uh-huh right Well, that's not just it. He, Lil Baby was signed to a, a Universal Music Group. For sure. So even people who are signed to labels, like a lot of times when you get a lot of heat on social media, it's just Fairweather fans. Like it's like being an industry plant, you know. You you can make somebody an industry plant. I would like to just frame the conversation a little differently. Uh, it's like uh, Marvel movies to me. When uh -huh. I see your perspective and your perspective, because in the beginning, Marvel Comics was running was going out of business. Right. Yes, yes, exactly. Until Blade came out, and then they made Spider-Man, the first one. And suddenly everyone started reading comics because they went and saw movies. They became Fairweather fans. Yeah. Which then allowed comics to continue. I read comics as a kid, and uh -huh. they were going out of business. And then Spider-Man came out, and I had all these comics to read. I was really thankful. Yeah. Thank you, all these fans, right? Mm -hmm. But now we're at the point where Disney's turned them into such a big brand, their movies don't make any sense or mean anything. It's hit a critical mass. Yeah. Okay. So what Jason was just saying was that like Marvel was failing. Marvel was tanking. Nobody was reading comic bu comic books until Blade came out and sort of revived the franchise, and then Spider Man as well, and then it just sort of built from there. And so the and the movie franchise is essentially saved. Comic book sales. Comic book. Yeah, and and brought comic book sales up. But it was a it was a gateway. So yeah, that supports my point. It was a gateway. These Fairweather fans, new fans are good for the thing. And but and it yeah, okay. it kills the art itself. If you watch any of these movies, every <laughs> Marvel movie is a setup to 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 set to the point where I, you you can't watch them anymore. You can't watch them because yeah. then otherwise you have to watch the last five fucking movies, and then you got to watch the next six and. You know, it's like such a big commitment. There's but no then, payoff, exactly. But then, by by doing that, it's you are kind of dies. getting rid of the Fairweather fans who don't want to put in the homework. 
and who aren't yeah, as but... obsessed that they just don't want to like put in the work to. So what? Watch everybody all the should shit. just be should just be milkable. Everybody should just be you know milk for all the dollars they have. That's is that, is that what we are? Are we just consumers to be milk? We're cows to be milk for our dollars and cents. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> That's all we are in a capitalist society. You know that's what? all we are. I mean, we're we're filming a podcast right now, so we're, we're yeah, we're, we're, we're making a Marvel movie right now. Yeah, we are con- <laughs> we are participating, but like, yeah. what alternative do we have? No, you know, what are we supposed to do? Not participate in society? Get fucked. Yeah, I like society. Socialists. I don't know. Live in a cabin somewhere. Even if you're living in a cabin, you're still participating in something. Fuck that. My grandma's Jewish. I'm here for the gold coins, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I feel like, did we fight it out? Yeah. My point is, okay, I also wanted to add one more thing. Like, for sports, um, that's why I think it's, it's sad sack shit. When I look at, like, a sports fan be, like, looking around the bar at all these, uh, you know, like, the girlfriend wearing her boyfriend's baggy, like, right. leaf sw- sweater and being like, she doesn't fucking belong here. She doesn't even know who half the team is. And you're like, yeah, you knew the whole team when they stunk. You wasted so much time yeah. cheering for a stupid team. You're an idiot. Bro, go get a you job. Yeah, no, I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, you didn't value your time enough. To be efficient in cheering like a team that stood a chance. You cheered for a dud. You kept betting on a limp horse like, I think it'll work out. (laughs) Maybe someday it'll pay off. Like, congratulations at all your wasted time fuming at your fucking shitty goaltending or whatever. You know, you you were a sucker in this situation. Yeah, and now you can't enjoy it when they get good because you're sitting around looking at everybody like, no, this is my thing. No, you fucking shithead. I think Fairweather fans are equally as losers as the people in the <laughs> fan base at, who get mad at the Fairweather fans. Okay. I think they're both just that. They're equally losers. But I think the people who are actually enjoying the thing for the thing, they're the, they're the winners. Exactly. But isn't that what a Fairweather fan is? Being like, hey, this is no, me. No, no, no. A let's, Fairweather let's fan is, jump is, on. is someone who's there for the hype. A Fairweather fan is like, you, you know you, you know who's um, a Fairweather fan? Drake. He talks about this. He goes, there's a clip of him on Instagram that I saw where he goes, you know, I'm a fan of two basketball teams, the Raptors and whoever LeBron's playing for. Yeah. And that mentality of like, oh, whoever LeBron, LeBron's playing for, that team – it's like, okay, I get LeBron, but the team is like, that's the that's a Fairweather fan. Okay. The hype, the, oh, the culture and everything coming around. Is it, though? Because he's I a LeBron so. fan. That's, that's, he's been loyal to I know, LeBron. The, but the way, the way he framed it was like, no, 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 I support the team when LeBron's there, you know, rather than LeBron himself. I, th- I think those are two different things. Yeah, but why wouldn't why would you cheer for a guy but not his team? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I still think they're losers. Uh, you Find know? some shit you like. I don't know. Don't okay, then you're calling me a fucking loser. Yeah, maybe you are. Maybe you are a fucking loser. No, fuck you, man. <laughs> but like, maybe the year the Raptors won, I was a Fairweather fan. I jumped that bandwagon hard, man. Because like, you know, the Raptors sucked for their entire franchise until this year, and it's hard to stick around and watch. It's hard to watch them fucking flail around, and then. 
I don't. What's wrong with enjoying hype? The whole city fucking celebrated when they won. That was really special. That was really cool. It was a party. What's wrong with enjoying hype? Yeah. We needed it. Yeah. And like bandwagon jumpers like me who learned who all the players were that year. It was like it was a fun little pet project. (laughs) And and now that they suck again, I'm like, I'll see you at the next one. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when they won and I like that. And I I remember I bought a hat for the day and I wore it just Uh like, oh, yeah, you know, fucking it's it's the city. But. I I never pretended like I gave a shit about basketball itself. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, same. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah. Okay. Well, see, you weren't really being a fair weather fan then. You were like you're supporting the city, supporting the city, and the team. Like showing out to an event where everybody's outside is different than being like, I love basketball. Right? Yeah. Oh, not even made it their identity, but just liked it and followed it. Oh, just liked it. I feel like. Oh, you know, yeah. No, see, no. You were making a good point, and then no, 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 no. Should... <laughs> I mean, like the per. I agreed on what a Fairweather fan is, yeah. but I think everybody else who just liked it and followed it is like, yeah, you know. Oh yeah. Oh, that shit. Right? It's like, fucking like, losers. PlayStation. If PlayStation's not the biggest thing in the world, I'm riot. Yeah. yeah. Like, man, you weren't even alive when PlayStation One came out. Like, right. first PlayStation was a PlayStation Four. Huh? Yeah. I think I think any any spot in fandom is earned. If you like a thing, you like a thing, right? So yeah. it's not you don't have to be there for its inception and its origin to to yeah. really enjoy a rich experience, right? But, like, I do think that said, I mean, Jason mentioned the console wars. That shit and Apple versus Android people are so pathetic to me. Like, people arguing, like, I don't know, people who make a joke about, well, you're a fucking Android user. And it's like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, who are you defending? You're defending (laughs) fucking... What is his name? What's the Apple guy now? Fucking Tim Cook. Tim Cook. Like, what? your loyalty is to some guy that doesn't give a flying fuck about you? Or, who, yeah, Tim Cook's my guy. It's just, it's a fucking tool. You're like, I, I don't know. I don't get it. You know what's funny about the, the Apple versus Android thing? I feel like if Apple users didn't make jokes, Android wouldn't be a thing. Because Apple is just so is actually just so much better. That yeah. the reason why and everybody who has an Android is like one of these people who are like, fuck you, you know. Rebellious. I have an Android, you yeah. assholes, you know. <laughs> I don't know enough Android users to confirm that. I don't know. Some of them say, I don't know, like what, Google, the Google cameras are better or something. Yeah, Google Pixel or whatever. They're, 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 the cameras already shoot better than we can see. Yeah. So they're lying. Yeah, we've, we've hit the, uh, yeah. you know. That's the thing. Whenever my my roommates like we this game has a better frame rate and whatever, I'm like, I don't. Who can who can tell Shut anymore? Up, you, you know, just play the game. Who, 
<laughs> like the human eye, what is it? It pro it sees things at sixty. It's thirty, actually. It's thirty. Okay, then, like, why does it why does it matter if it's a hundred twenty frames per right, second? Yeah. Like, if my eye really can't perceive the difference, then who cares? You know. Um. All right. Well, that was a good duel. Right. I feel like I've come out on top. And that's why I feel like it was a good duel. <laughs> All right, agree to disagree. I'm going to, hey, man, when the Raptors get good again, I know the Leafs are about to drop out, and good thing, because... <laughs> if the Leafs I, went, I'm buying a jersey. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. Me too. I this Leafs season, I didn't keep track of it at all. And then they got into the playoffs and I put one foot on the bandwagon and then they started losing and I was like, I'm out. So uh, Leafs fans, be more like me and just jump on when uh, the going gets easy. <laughs> um, and otherwise, you know, uh, like and subscribe and share and make clips, clip our fucking videos. I don't care. Even if you hate me, and God knows some of you fucking do, prove how much you hate me by doing a clip of me. Go for it. I'll watch it. Make a reaction video. <laughs> huh? Put in the hate yeah, put in the hate work. Make reaction videos and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll react to them. You fucking idiots. Um, <laughs> Losers. And, and if you're out there fingering buttholes, always remember, get your fingers... Out of my chips. We'll see you next week. Bye.